We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome back to the absolutely epic early week podcast. This is week four. I'm Dean, Dean 704, if you want to get all technical on me. Returning is our usual suspects. First, uh, leading off, it's one uh, Bobby Five. Bobby, how, uh, how are things? How is this Monday evening treatment? It's good, man. Um, I had a, a, a profitable weekend. Should have been better. I took Kevin Ridley out of most of my main lineups and played my best line as well with him and Boyd together in it. Um, almost had a, one of those really, really good weekends but you know didn't play huge volume so did well happy with it just wish a couple things would have gone differently um but yeah i know we had a lot of uh, shenanigans going on in the, in the last shows which is sort of something we do from time to time but thought we would stick more to football early on so i'm getting ready uh back focused on this week you're saying no shenanigans on this podcast is that we're naming this limited, one i'm saying limited shenanigans <laughs> we gotta find the perfect balance of uh content as far as dfs and shenanigans i think we'll make it work we'll figure it out by like week 15 or so maybe week, week 16 uh our returning champion is one grant need grant had a week four treat yet week three uh, actually you know it, it's weird i didn't play a whole lot because i was at a bachelor party this weekend and strangely enough i just ended up knowing that i was may or may not be in the most uh best cognitive mind on sunday morning i did a whole bunch of drafts and did like over a thousand of them and i was apparently crushing last night and now the server is unable to keep up with all my with all my drafts and won't show me how much i'm winning or losing but as of right now uh as of last night it looks like i'm winning a ton of money but we'll see how this this weekend 
or this game tonight actually affected me. But I mean, I think regardless, I won money. I don't just don't know how much, but I didn't play a huge amount. I know for sure we definitely crossed paths. I saw your name uh, plenty of times when I was drafting. I actually hand draft like a like a schmuck. What am I doing? I should be uh, you just basically lock in your players and you go out and you have a uh, pajama jam and jam. What are you guys doing? Whatever you guys are up to in your uh, your bachelor party. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Bobby mentioned uh, Boyd. I am so tilted that that was like a one of those last second. I couldn't figure out my cash games, and I just I I, I locked in Geo. I'm like, I don't know if I want to be married to too many Bengals for my cash games. And oh boy, it was a disastrous like two v two or three v three. And I think Boyd ended up so super chalky in a monster game. Of course, it didn't hurt with AJ Green getting hurt either. But uh, yeah, it was it was a rough week for the old almanac. I'm definitely looking forward to week four. Uh, do have to mention, by the way, this is uh, the first week where we have buys. So we're recording this podcast on a Monday night. This is literally a first look. I mean, I've dug into some PFF stuff and like staffs and things of that sort, but opinions are going to change throughout the week, obviously. You only can get so in-depth as far as breaking things down, as far as matchups and all that. Uh, but we do have uh, some te- – so, yeah, keep that in mind. If you're listening to this like a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night, like last week, the cap was really, really tight when we recorded it. And all of a sudden, as the week progressed, it's like, well, this guy's out and that guy's out and this guy's out. And then all of a sudden – it was, you know, Chalk City, and you had some cheapies out there. Like, can't miss Latavius Murray. I'm not bitter or nothing. Uh, all right. As far as a couple teams that are on by, we have Washington and Carolina. They're out playing this week, so cross them off the list. We told, we only talk about the main slate as well. So Minnesota, uh, they're, we're not talking about them. And, boy, they had a bye last week, too, I think. They might as well. Uh, they barely got off the bus. But, uh, yeah, Minnesota and the Rams, that's the Thursday night game. Baltimore-Pittsburgh is a Sunday night game. So no Pittsburgh again in the main slate. And then, Bobby, there's no Kansas City. They play Monday night, so what a, I don't know who to play. <laughs> Kansas City and Denver are not in the main slate. We can't play Kansas City. I don't know if I want to play. Yeah, it's like a totally different world right now. Like, this is, this is not the NFL 2018 that we've seen so far. So maybe we have to trust back in some uh, 2017-type stuff. And there's a few spots I want to I wanna play, but it's, it's a weird week looking at it. It's not like you just gravitate towards anything that just jumps out at you. You know, you need to have one of those two or three games. Uh, it's a very different week. Brent, uh, feel free to give any of your thoughts as far as last week. We do have to, you know, we give our question at the end of the podcast, the, our favorite answer. We give him a T-shirt, Bobby. Uh, Brent, uh, what were rather people what the question was or were rather people with the answer? Because somebody banked your answer like right away, basically. Yeah, it was the double down. Uh, the double down is the best creation in fast food history. And uh, who was it that won? I can't. I, I sent the screenshot over to you, but whoever it was that was the first one to get that, I'll play in twenty dollar head to head over on DK. Um, and you can pick my quarterback regardless of if they're playing or not. So Jimmy G is probably my quarterback. Oh, that would be that would just be cruel. They should give you like, at least give you Beathard or something like that. Uh, that was Chief Joe Fan Eleven. Joe Chan is winning it anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> Actually, it's better to send the every week. Like you can safely get twenty-five from anybody. Basically, I don't think you can win at this anymore, Grant. Um, I can do whatever I want. All I have to do is stack up a team just without the quarterback and hope they go off. Just stack up uh, New Orleans. Take Kamara. Take Comp Thomas. The game goes off even without a quarterback. I'll win. So, Chief Ben Eleven, if you're out there lurking, I'm not going to go stalking you, but find me. Slide into my DMs on the old Twitter machine. And I'll hook you up with a, uh, a nice little T-shirt there from Roto-Grinders as well. Congratulations. You've, you've uh, correctly answered Grant's question, which was, well, the best fast food item that has been discontinued, which I guess we're not going to argue. Sure, I'll, I'll accept that. We don't have time for such silliness because, again, we're corporate this week. We're talking straight DFS for the most part. Uh, you know, Grant, what is our assessment as far as the slate? Again, I mean, you know, we talked about joking about Kansas City not being in the main slate. 
we only have 12 teams. There's not like these monster over-unders. I guess the first game that kind of sort of jumps out is the New Orleans and the Giants. Uh, Kamara, obviously, you want a piece of, but as of this recording, I think it's going to be hard to get him in. Well, you can make it work as far as the lineup build. My first look, I can have one big spend that it might be Kamara because he's just absolutely ridiculous. Can't expect he's going to get, what, 20 targets again, but uh, is he your big spend? Well, let's not even ask that just yet. Give me your overall assessment as far as uh, how you're attacking this slate. Well, we're finally about three weeks into the season, and I think I have enough data to really find where there's some giant discrepancies in certain things and some trends that people aren't going to catch on to. So at this point, I'm able to find a whole lot of value, and I think it's going to be pretty easy to spend up on a lot of guys. And There's so much offense going on in the NFL this year. I think a lot of it has to do with the new rule changes where it's, it's hard to get pressure on a quarterback because you don't know if he's going to be able to do anything. I mean, you don't know if you're going to be able to tackle him because you're probably going to get a 15-yard penalty regardless for falling on him. It's illegal. Uh, sorry, what? No, I was saying it's illegal to tackle quarterbacks these days. Yeah, but go ahead. I apologize. Continue. Yeah, it's illegal to tackle quarterbacks. It's um, illegal to do almost anything. Uh, it's, it's, it's terrible right now. And just watching this Monday night game was horrible. But if you're moving down the field 15 yards pretty much every single drive for free, and doesn't really matter too much up down and might be on the extension of a throw. There's going to be so much scoring, so many touchdowns, so many extra yards that it's going to be impossible to have low scores. I think for the rest of the season, I was looking at Vegas over unders this last weekend and like all the public was absolutely hammering every single over. And I think the majority of them hit because there's just a ridiculous amount of scoring. So looking at trends from past years is not going to be nearly as useful as it is this year. Bobby, how about yourself? What's your assessment? How are you attacking this slate before you start digging in? Yeah, I agree that everything is different. It's a, it's a different game completely. Like you have – you're going to have these ridiculous, you know, game stacks that are going to be winning a lot of the weeks. I don't think it will necessarily be every single week. But um, this is a week, though, that could be a little bit different. And I think it's an interesting week that we should talk about. Grant's talking about a ton of value. I see some potential spots, but I don't see, like, a lot of value. Like, it's extreme that I feel great about. All right, Grant, so give us your first quote-unquote value play. Oh, I mean, if you're look, it depends on what position you want to look at. I mean, obviously, value has different meanings, but if we're looking at the wide receiver position, there is a lot of not quite min-price guys, but incredibly low-price guys for what they can offer. I mean, just looking at Larry Fitzgerald at 5K going up against Seattle, I mean, I get they has been terribly involved, but kind of any rookie quarterback coming in, uh, they're going to have a bit of a security blanket. And I have a feeling that's going to be DJ and that's going to be Larry Fitz. I mean, we have, he was playing for four minutes. We can't take too much of that into account, especially playing things out for the rest of the week. But Fitz is there. We have Calvin Ridley who crushed last week. We have Sterling Shepard going up against New Orleans, Tyler Boyd, uh, Callaway with Mayfield. They seem to have a bit of a connection there. Tyler Gabriel is getting worked into the offense with Nagy a whole lot. So he's a great play. We have guys that are getting a bunch of targets week in and week out because of the way that defenses are scheming against them. And so I think that any of those guys just for wide receiver between 3.9 to 5K are just way too underpriced. That's where I'm at, too. The Gabriel part of it. Like, I, I just feel like there's so many weapons on that team. Like, I'm just going to spend, you know, the guy who I thought you were going to mention, like, who's on the higher end of this real value is I think – Allen Robinson is going to have a monster week, like just an absolutely monster week. Um, and I, I, I feel really good about that. Um, I feel good about – I like the idea of the Fitz play. I think there's a lot of upside for that uh, in that situation. 
for that price. I, I think even guys like we didn't mention we Goodwin, I know without Garoppolo, but it might not be the worst idea in, in Boyd. I just feel like none of these guys do you feel like completely safe in my opinion, hardly. Um, with the the good one uh, was hit, really hindered when, uh, you know, small sample, when Beathard was there last year, he wasn't that great under Beathard and he actually thrived under Garoppolo, which is a lot of reasons why right. people thought Google would break out this year. So I don't know. I mean, sure. He can always get there in one pass, but I'm actually down on a good one. Uh, we'll talk about him in a second, I, I, but let's throw it on the back burner because we'll have a whole, whole discussion about San Francisco, but uh, Bobby amongst that group, uh, you got Fitzgerald at 5k for Seattle, just like the name brand. That just seems way, way too cheap. And like, as Grant alluded to, it's a it's a bad situation with the rookie quarterback and an offense just that's inept. They can't move the ball. They seem to have the worst coaching staff in, in history. Who knows what they're doing with David Johnson, what they're doing with Peterson on the defense. They seem to have no clue what they're doing in Arizona. And Fitzgerald, he, why did he come back to this? Well, he could have stayed retired and just got his Hall of Fame jacket one year earlier. But, uh, you know, and he's, you know, an absolute professional. I'm sure he's going to do his best to – to work with the rookie, and that price is just so so cheap at five k. Why are we so sure Rosen is going to be like terrible? Like, what if I mean Sam Bradford can be pretty bad at times. Like, <laughs> what what if what if Rosen comes in and actually like I don't think they're going to be a good offense. They're still one of the worst three teams in football, but they're gonna like. They, there's every reason to think that they could like be better because they couldn't be much worse. And Seattle doesn't have their defense is, is again another name brand only at this point. Um, with the exception of like two two really good spot spots where they're excellent, but Fitz, I feel like I just feel like you know Rosen, you know what if he really tries to find him fourteen times or something like that? Like that's we don't know what's going to happen. So I actually think this is like a good thing that it's a rookie quarterback coming in. Maybe yeah, but my thought is just that I just don't trust the the coaches to put him in the best possible position to succeed. Uh, that's sort of where I'm at. But the other part of it is five K. I mean, who it doesn't matter who's coaching for five K, Grant. Fitzgerald looks like a great play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's still – like, people can say they got two targets in this last week. I mean, that's fine. It's It was a weird game. Every single Arizona game has been a weird game. And they're probably going to become from behind, even though I think it's only a three-point spread. But he still has 18 targets on the season. He's still a guy that – like, we thought he was – we've all thought he was done or they wasn't going to be involved at any other point in his – like, the last two years of his career, he's getting just old. But he's still a very viable target, and he's still a guy that's going to be relied on heavily. All right, so Grant, which one? Who's a chase, and who's worth like doubling down on? Calvin Ridley, of course, he's not going to get three touchdowns again. I don't think and match what Julio Jones has touched on the you know basically what he had last all of last season. I think that's what he had last year, right? Three. I think that's the note I heard. Nonetheless, he's not going to get three touchdowns again. I don't think so. He's still four point nine k for Cincinnati. Uh, obviously, he's, he has a ton of pedigree being a you know first round pick. Uh, it feels like a slight chase, but still it might be underpriced at 4.9. Boyd at 4.6, especially if A.J. Green comes back. He's expected back for what it's worth. Again, we're recording this on Monday. He said he'll, he'll be okay. Cincinnati wouldn't talk about it for what it's worth. And then Mike Williams coming off two touchdowns as well. Looks like he's well-positioned against San Francisco. Like, who is a chase here, Grant, and who's, like, worth chasing? Uh, so Mike Williams is absolutely worth chasing. The guy is a beast. We've We've kind of knew that he would be this year. At least I did. So that didn't want me to brag there. It's just I look at the Chargers a lot. But he's a guy that is absolutely talented. He's in a very good passing offense. And he's 4,500 after what he did last weekend and how he's looked for most of the season, just in my opinion, is just way too good for that. And then uh, Antonio Callaway, I don't know if you mentioned him, but he's going to be a heavy part of this offense. They got rid of Josh Gordon. All they have is Landry. Landry can't eat up every single target 
in the game. He had like 15 last week, and Callaway still ended up with 10. He missed a few deep balls and a few like missed throws could have made him have a huge day. He's going up against Oakland, who so far on the season, like they're forcing targets to the outside, forcing targets to wide receivers constantly. So I, I could see those are the two guys that I really want to double down on. I'm not as huge of a fan of Ridley. Like I'm not going to overreact to it. He's still good. He's still a very good play, but he's going to cause just tons of people are going to own him. And this is still an Atlanta team that at certain times, like different guys in the offenses have had huge get days. So you look at last year and you get those yeah, it's, new days. Sorry. Right, go on. No, no, I was just about to say that. I didn't mean to cut, cut you off. I was just going to say, like, it's actually a funny, sneaky week. I played some of him and Sanu together last week, but it's kind of a funny week to put, like, maybe play Sanu instead of him because no one's going to own him and he's cheap enough that he's still technically the number two receiver. Yeah, yeah, Sanu. And then who was number – was it Gabriel that was on that team last year? Yeah. That, yeah. That's the Ridley role, but Gabriel, but Ridley is much, 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 much better. Ridley is amazing. <laughs> that's fine if he's much, much better, but, like, Gabriel still, like – he still had those random weeks where he would do a whole bunch and then we'd overreact to it and then he wouldn't do too much and the team starts scheming for him. So it, it's not a surefire bet that Ridley is going to crush value this week or any week going forward, but he still does have huge potential in every single spot. I'm also going to throw a Stillman Shepard in the conversation here, Bobby. He's 4.9K. I think he becomes especially appealing if Evan Ingram sits. He hurt himself last game. As of this recording, he's currently day-to-day, so we'll see. We'll check back in on that later this week. But if he doesn't go, uh, a game against the Orleans, I think we'll can shoot that to some extent. And we saw, you know, just looking at one game, we saw that well, Julio didn't go off, but, of course, the not number one receiver went off. And, of course, Beckham's the number one there uh, for the Giants. And I would imagine that uh, – oh, I'm losing the name now. Grant, help me out. Who's the lockdown corner there for New Orleans? Uh, uh, last, Lattimore. Yeah. I would assume – again, I don't – I have to dig into this kind of stuff. I haven't had a chance to dig into it, but I would assume Lattimore – it's more likely to be on Beckham. Uh, any interest on you guys as far as Shepard under the assumption that Ingram sits? I like Shepard. I, I, like I feel similarly about a lot of guys in this range. I'm going to have to do a little more diving. I do like the Mike Williams idea. Like, I, I'm a little worried about this matchup. I think this is one the Chargers could actually win just really, really easily. I actually believe in their defense, and um, I think they've had some tough matchups. And – I, I mean, they faced the two best teams in football, best offenses in like recent football history. Um, anyway, they're they're. I think Williams is going to get looks when they need him, when they need another big receiver, and he's a good big target. And I think that Rivers and him will do well together. I don't know that this is the right week that they're going to need all of that. Like, I'm really worried. Like that that game could turn into like it's over at halftime kind of a game, and I, I don't know. I, I still think he's really interesting just because I think they will use him more in the offense. It's hard for me, though, right now on Monday to try and figure out which of these guys is better because I think they all have upside. And I think there's all risk with pretty much all of them. And obviously, we need some information. Bob, Bobby, this is the first look, man. you got to plant your flag and stick with it. You can't change at all. From now until next Sunday. Oh, well, then why don't we just play Jordy Nelson and he'll have another 500 million yards receiving. <laughs> um, I'm, just I'm actually not going to play Jordan Nelson. I'm just—it is funny that he's 4,700. We didn't even mention him. And Geronimo Allison. I did not play Jordan Nelson last week. I, I had zero shares in Jordy Nelson. No one did. That would have been nice, though. Yeah, that would have been good times. Grant, so uh, I'm willing to roster anybody for the right price and willing to fade anybody for the wrong price. And picking on the Jaguars feels like a terrible idea, right? Who wants to do that? But Quincy Anunwa, uh, the clear number one there for the Jets. He doesn't have a ton of touchdown equity, 
but 4.3K, that's, that, that just seems way too cheap for me. My nuts? I mean, I don't know. You, you probably are, but for different reasons. Different um, reasons, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, 4.3K, he's, he's got 29 targets on the season. He had eight last week. They've been targeting him a bit in the red zone. Uh, I don't think you're crazy for it. They're probably going to be coming from behind. It's it's not a terrible play. It's not a fantastic play, I don't think. Uh, but it's not a terrible play since the volume's going to be there and the price is right. And I mean, Jacksonville is a very good defense, but it, it's still just too cheap for a guy that is going to be getting that much volume in, especially in a tough spot where they're going to end up passing the ball a whole lot probably later on the game because they're probably going to be down. I mean, I get the Jaguars only scored what, like nine points last week? And I can't remember. It was in, the, the under hit. It was a six to nine game versus Tennessee. I believe they lost yeah. nine to six. Oh. Um, yeah, but it's it's still a spot where Nuno is going to get a bunch of targets. And, I mean, that's a scan, target scan people money. Right now, I'm going to ask you, scan, scan draft things right now. Find me a better play uh, at four, three, and under, not named Callaway. I know you're going to say Callaway went already. He's, a, he's the same price. Give me a different guy. that, that Just kind of work your way down. And uh, I'll, I'll give you a second to kind of look at that and uh, – Bobby, what do you, do you have any thoughts as far as a number or my nuts here? I don't think I'll play him, but I get it. Like, okay, I get it. Yeah, I'm, just, <laughs> I like, I'm, I'm trying to make a number happen. It's, it's so cheap. I think man. I'm, why am I reaching when I like guys at 46 and 49 to get a guy who's 43? I'm going to go down. Like, I'll take a shot, and I got like Moncrief on the other side in the same game. Um, letting you know some of us down who took a shot on him this week i really tried to go with that three minimum cost wide receiver thing it almost worked out amazingly for me i basically needed a big play for moncrief and it would have been beautiful with the girly and and uh and uh help me out uh combo the girly and uh kamara combo anyway um those guys are pretty good they're just really expensive you know i'm gonna make a lineup as this uh, conversation goes through so and i'm gonna definitely abide by dk uh guidelines and leave out a defense and like a flex or something maybe a tight end and see uh, you know if this conversation spawns an interesting uh, lineup but as of right now i've walked in shepherd and fitzgerald and we have a couple of those receivers in the maybe column but i think uh where i'm at right now in my head of course you know uh, Grant, like you have to love Thomas and Beckham seems like a great tour and play here. Uh, Hopkins against Indianapolis, who granted they've been better than we suspect, but they certainly, I, I feel like they definitely actually can be exposed, especially in the turf. I like Hopkins a fair amount and I want to pair him with this quarterback as well too, if nothing else for, uh, for tournaments. Do you have a favorite big spend as far as receivers? Like I think my, my cash game brain is telling me to spend down on receivers and kind of spend up on a big running back. Uh, but if you had the money, all the money in the world, who is your favorite receiver on the slate? I mean, that's that's a pretty tough one, but uh, I don't know. Probably Mike Evans. <laughs> Honestly, he's probably my favorite guy to end up for. I mean, Jarvis Landry, as bad as it sounds, he's going to have a huge amount of volume, but I don't like spending up too much at wide receiver this weekend. And there's something that we should point out that I think is a good subject to go to next. Um, on the year, 36% of targets for Indianapolis are uh, teams going against Indianapolis – only 36% of them are going to wide receivers, and it looks like 60% of them are going to between tight ends and running backs. I don't think any other team is below 45, and I don't think any team last year was under 50%. Um, it could just be the fact that the opponents they've gone against rely heavily yeah. on that, uh, but it's still a ridiculous thing to see, especially when they're going up against a – team that concentrates a whole bunch of targets on their top two wide receivers. 
Yeah, I'm trying to pull up and seeing who, who's in the he's playing. I think they've had some pretty, uh, you know, not always like cupcake matchups. I, I feel like they haven't been completely challenged. Yeah, like they got that AJ Green had a big game against them. Like, um, it wasn't on volume though. That's the thing. Washington, like, it Philly. Yeah, they faced the, they faced Chris Thompson. That's going to skew the numbers right there. Yeah, and then yeah. they faced Ertz, and that's going to skew the numbers right there. But it's so. Reed. I mean, it's interesting. It's still an interesting stat. Yeah, I mean, it's three weeks, so you can't really overreact to things too much at all. But, I mean, that it still kind of scares me away a bit from the Houston wide receivers here this weekend. I do love Landry. It's weird to see Landry. You know, he's steadily now with 7 points of 4K. He was a 7-6 versus the Jets, but he, he's justified. He's getting all the targets in the world, Bobby. Uh, this is a guy who I, I'm used to paying like 5 or 6K, at least going back a year or so. But it feels like he's better well, better positioned now in Cleveland. He's clear, the clear number one. And, it looks like he's got a legit quarterback in a small sample, right? At least a sample in the NFL as far as Baker Mayfield. He looked legit out there. Uh, I think it's worth noting they were chasing that game, so that's why he was scrolling a ton. And who knows how it's going to go against Oakland. But uh, what are your thoughts as far as Landry at 7.4K, Bobby? Yeah, I think you got to have interest in him at 7.4. Um, I think he's probably the best play in his price range uh, just, you know, for safety in this range. But – I think I'm willing to take some shots on T.Y. I still like that game stacking with those stats Grant brought up. It sounds more like how Indy runs their offense. They throw like 30 targets to the tight ends every week. Um, but I do sort of like, you know, running back the Indy tight end with one or even both of these receivers. I, I, I really like Fuller. I, I, I know that it's crazy. The price is high. Um, it's it, it, The only way that it's chasing is that every single game he plays with Deshaun Watson, the same thing happens. He has 100 yards receiving or a big – or whatever, 60 yards receiving even, but then he'll have three touchdowns. He is a touchdown machine with Watson, and I, I think this is a, that's a, a sneaky game uh, in Indy. Uh, I know Indy's defense has been okay so far and that Houston hasn't been quite right, but I think this is – I think that's, that's sort of a sneaky shootout game, so I sort of like Fuller and Hopkins. Grant, take, take a guess uh, what the A dot is for uh, T.Y. Hilton so far this season with uh, Noodle Arm Luck throwing the ball to him. Yeah, so it's really interesting seeing Luck now, and he's just – I mean, I think it, he has, what, the lowest – like, he's just not passing the ball downfield. He's dumping stuff off. He doesn't seem to be able to throw it the field. Like, it just makes Hilton a really interesting play. Um, he can do stuff in open space, but obviously being able to throw the ball downfield is a drastic advantage for – uh, Luck, if you're talking about Hilton's equity, he still had 12 targets in the last game. With Luck showing so many just short passes, a lot of these guys like Doyle and uh, Eben, I can't even remember his name. doesn't matter. Doyle's backup. Eben hey, Ingram. Ingram. Gosh, that, that's what. Yeah. In any case, uh, so no, many. It's Eric, Eric, Doyle's backup is Eric Ebron. Yeah, you were thinking Evan Ingram. Yeah, we, we, I, I, that's where I wanted to go to immediately. And I'm like, all right, he said it might be right. <laughs> Uh, whatever his name is, he dropped the ball three times in the end zone last game. Yeah, he's he's, yeah, he's horrible. I don't know how he has a job still. Um, I'm gonna play yeah, it again. yeah nah, not playing him at all. Uh, but Hilton, like anytime you're getting that much targets and you have a guy that quickly that can end up doing something in open space, uh, it's in Indy. It's it, it very well he could pay off, but it's just so tough to know that you're not getting a huge downfield bomb from Luck anytime, at any point during this entire game. Yeah, I like him on the turf, of course, T.Y. As far as the, the question, the, the answer is eight. His eight dot in the season, T.Y. Hilton, is eight. 
which isn't very I disregard that. I don't care. <laughs> Dinner works. <laughs> we don't talk A-dot in this. This is, come on, A-dot. This is Monday night. We don't talk that kind of nonsense. Um, yeah, and the, the other part about Luck is, like, you know, we know he, we feel like he's still not 100% healthy, and he was yanked off the field. They needed to throw him Hail Mary, and they, they pulled him off with the backup. I think they're, like, uh, 455 yards or so away from the end zone, and he got the hook. So, I, I mean, I, was, I would assume Andrew Luck two years ago would not have got the hook. So, you know, you could say – what you, what you want about him, they're talking about he can still make all the throws. I don't know if I believe he can still make all the throws. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm just not entrusting Andrew Luck. And he's like a poor man's, like, Alex Smith these days, basically. Maybe a worse version. Who knows? That might be a mean thing to say. But, uh, Bobby, I'm just not buying any stock in Andrew Luck these days. You're up, Bobby. In what way? Like, he's been good and the team's been good, like, for what they are. Like, yes, he might be – you know, have one arm and it's not the one that used to throw. But, um, I, <laughs> besides that, I mean, he, come on, man. Like, give the guy a break. Like, I don't know. I, I we're I not just, defending him for like being worse because of injuries. We're trying to say that he's not a viable fantasy option. And outside of Doyle just getting a lot of short passes is not viable. We're not talking about him as a person. He seems like a nice guy, dope beard, but yeah. He's got a pretty scary voice. To, but, like, yeah, I know, I think it's like, it's you don't have to play the guy with the one new one. There's other guys out there that have actual fully functional. Yeah, yeah. I'm not play. saying you need to play. I'm just saying that, like, T.Y. could still break off big plays. I, I don't think that – I don't. I think you're, you're, it's true, but it's not entirely true that he won't see any any long balls. I still think it's – All right. <laughs> so, Garoppolo, his arm is fine. The problem with him is his knee. He's got the ACL, so he's done for the year, unfortunately. Uh, Grant, how does this uh, change the, the, the scenario? How does this change the dynamics of this team? Uh, we saw Beathard in a small sample through to Carlos Hyde as, as running back last year a ton. So I, mean, I think the running backs get a bump here, and I would assume that uh, they're probably not going to be as wide open. They're probably going to want to run the ball a little bit more. I think that's uh, Brita becomes kind of interesting to me. I suppose Kittle, you can give the shower narrative that I believe uh, Levitan came up with. Of course, they showered together in college, whatever that's worth. Um, yeah, And also, as for this week, Grant, you know, Beathard is 4.6K. We have a functioning quarterback. Now, I don't know if it's a noodle arm or not. He's, in, he's probably more so Andrew Luck than he is, you know, Mahomes. <laughs> but he's 4.6K. Uh, we like cheap quarterbacks. How interested are we? So Vegas hates him, which is an interesting thing because generally, like, I, I don't view him as a bad quarterback, but Vegas now has a line at 10.5 against the Chargers. There's only an 18.5-point implied team total for San Francisco. I, I last year I would have said yeah go go with Behart go with him roll with him absolutely you're saving that much money at quarterback this year with all the rule changes quarterbacks score more points it's just that simple we've never had a quarterback throw 400 yards in three straight weeks and now we have Ryan Fitzpatrick doing it we haven't ha- seen guys do what Ben's been doing these first three weeks or Mahomes been doing these first three weeks and it's just commonplace when just naming those three guys having three of the best starts to a season ever in one year, and I'm not even including guys like Drew Brees that have been crushing it, Matt Ryan that put up a ridiculous start last week. It's just entirely different now where quarterbacks are now more important, wide receivers are now more important, scoring is now more important, so paying down and getting a low score from one guy is going to crush your team on almost any given week. Um, so I don't know if it's entirely – I can – the Chargers, they may be without Bosa, but they're a good defense, even though they haven't performed like it this year. They have a good secondary. They just happen to not go great the first three weeks. So I'm willing to bet that they're 
actually better than they've played. And I'm, I'm, I'm rolling with, with them as a good defense. So I think if anything, I'd rather play the Chargers defense. Although Brita, yeah, he's, he's very good. I like him a lot. I need to look at the snap counts for last week guys. I think Moore still got in the game a decent amount, but the guy's really talented. He's going to catch a few balls at least out of the backfield. You're saying opportunity cost is greater at quarterback than it's ever been basically. Yeah. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. it is. And it's not like we have a 7.5 K quarterback this week. The most expensive guy is Rogers at 6.8. Are we interested in Rogers against Buffalo? Like, a, I mean, it feels like it, you know, the same thought we had last week where it's just like, well, they're going to, they're going to got a wall of Buffalo. And what does he got to do the second half? And Rogers is another guy. Well, I'm not completely sure how healthy he is. I know he's still great. And he's still Aaron Rodgers. But uh, I'm, not, I'm probably not going there, sure, in tournaments, of course. But, uh, Bobby, give your thoughts as far as Beathard and who jumps out at running back to – at quarterback this week. There's, there's several guys even in the 5K range that I think are in play. Uh, not so much little warm luck, but there's other guys for me. Where are you looking? Yeah, I see no reason with the Beathard thing. Like, I don't – Nope, we lost him. Speed of play at 4,600. Um, can you hear me now? Yep. No, that's weird. Um, I don't understand the point of playing Beathard. It makes no sense to me on this week. I think that the the defense, I would take at the same price as Beathard against him. Um, it's a tough defense, this Chargers team. This is not the same situation. And like Grant said, you need more points from your quarterbacks these days. So I'm passing on Beathard. But um, I, I think that with quarterbacks in general, like you have to just try and get the guys who have the best chances for the home run plays. And Obviously, with the way the Tampa's been playing, Fitzpatrick is going to be high on that list. I think Deshaun Watson is still high on that list. I think that was a fluky thing. I think that Tom Brady might actually be safe with upside this week. Like, I know that's weird, but I really think they come out strong in this spot. Um, I, I think paying up I was told he was safe with upside last week. That's what I was promised. But it turns out he wasn't. Wait, which week? Last week. Tom Brady against Detroit. They have a terrible history against their former coordinators, even though the former coordinators always are terrible coaches. It's a weird thing. Has he ever ripped up Eric Mangini? I'm sure they have, too. But, like, overall, the numbers were decidedly skewed. I, I saw them the other day. Um, anyway, uh, I think you are paying up for the most part, and you're trying to find that that game. Like, I I'm find myself – Leaning a lot with Watson early in the week. Uh, I do think Brady's interesting. And, again, you're playing for these guys to get three or four touchdowns. And, I, you know, the thing that's funny is, like, people are going to think this might be an overreaction. I, I think that the, the, there's good – there's a lot of talent on this Browns team. And Baker Mayfield at 5,300, if you want to save money, why wouldn't you just spend 700 more on him against a really, really questionable Oakland defense? I prefer playing Carlos Hyde in this game over Mayfield. I think it's more of a Carl. Carl's Hyde's going to have a multi-touchdown multi game, in my opinion. But I like Mayfield um, if you're not going with that. I like Hyde, too. I wish he, had, wish, wish he was getting more snaps. He had 45 of 77 last game for what it's worth. Bobby, there is a whole bunch of – now, Greg, jump in here as far as your quarterback takes because there is a bunch of dudes that are worth uh, talking about. And Dalton in, in the Dome against Atlanta. An Atlanta defense and lost another one of our players, you know, first season. On the defensive end, they are certainly dropping all over the place. That Atlanta defense is really vulnerable, not just the running back pass, but they lost somebody in the secondary this time. Uh, just some really, really bad breaks for the Falcons as the season has progressed so far. Uh, assuming that A.J. Green's back, I want A.J. Green at 5.4K. And I agree, Mayfield at 5.3 is really interesting. Um, you know, Eli in, in a tournament I don't hate, which is a weird sentence to say. But I love Watson at 6.3 versus Indianapolis. This is the guy that basically – 
He's yet to have a big game yet, and he's still been fine, basically. He wasn't good against the England short. Tennessee, he didn't do anything special. He, he got you 26 points on DK versus Giants. He got you 29 points. He still hasn't had, like, a, a rushing touchdown. He gives you basically a floor of four. He starts the game with 40 rushing yards, essentially. He's going to run one in one of these days, too. So that's 10 points, and he can get, knock that out. And then also, he's in the carpet against an indie team. We just don't really trust their defense just yet. At least I don't. So he's one of the guys that's jumping out for me. Grant, what say you? Um, I mean, why not go with Philip Rivers, who chances are if they score, it's going to be through passing. I mean, I get that Melvin gets a decent amount of rushing touchdowns, but a lot of his touchdowns are from receiving. Uh, Philip Rivers can put up 450 yards in pretty much any given game. He has so many weapons now where we've seen in the past, like when Allen's injured, certain guys are injured that he doesn't have too many weapons. Now he's got Mike Williams on the other end. He's got Tyrell Williams, who's always had a little bit of connection with. He's got so many guys that he can throw to in with the new rules. Uh, he's he's going to have some more time and he's going to have likely free penalties all over the place. Uh, they have a 29 implied team total right now, which I think is the highest in the board. Yes, I get that's a 10 and a half point spread. I think it's going to be closer than that. But he can absolutely light it up all over the place here. Uh, their offense is more shifted towards passing the ball in first down than running the ball in first down like they were the few previous years. And we saw the second half of last season when Phil was putting up huge numbers. Why not go with him at 200 more than Watson? Do you think San Fran can keep it close enough where we can get to some four quarters of chucking for Rivers? Yeah. Why? Like based on what? I don't think Bihar is nearly as bad. The spread changed drastically when the Jimmy G news came out. Um, like it, it, it would not be a ten and a half point spread if it weren't for the Jimmy G no. news. And let's Probably how often do you it. think? Oh, the Chargers are going to blow this team out, and then it becomes this a, is a field different Chargers team. This is not the same team anymore. They, they mean, happen to have the played. Team. They happen to have played two very difficult teams. <laughs> they played the Chiefs and the Rams already. So the Chargers are are really good. The defense is legitimate. This is a very different team than the same team that this has happened to for all these years. And I think that this is going to be a tough one for San Francisco to hang in personally. That's just my personal take. I think it would have been hard for them with uh, with Garoppolo. Uh, I, I believe in this Chargers team. Anyway. You guys think you have any other uh, takes as far as quarterbacks? There's a whole bunch of options out there that are worth playing, as there always is. And, you know, there's no Mahomes, so you have to think about it this week, right? Uh, I, th- I think Beathard is kind of sort of somewhat interesting as it just kind of opened the, the salary up and get you a different uh, shuffle. You know, maybe you can pay up for one more guy. Uh, maybe you can get double running back. You can get yourself uh, not just Kamara, but you can get yourself Kamara uh, and Melvin Gordon. And maybe that turns into a Melvin Gordon game. And he just goes nuts in the second half there against San Francisco. Uh, Barkley against New Orleans. Don't ignore him. That seems like he's going to be a great play as well. Uh, Elliott versus Detroit, absolutely in play as well. There's uh, another running back I wanted to talk about, guys, and again, uh, kind of going back to what I was saying before, like, I'm willing to roster anybody for the right price and pay anybody for the wrong price. Uh, Grant, David Johnson at 6.6K, is that the right price now? I mean, I've said it's the right price every single week, and it keeps going wrong. <laughs> uh, but I think like, they have to get him involved here, and – with a rookie quarterback in there, that could change the gen- dynamic drastically, so it's at least worth giving a shot there. I know they look terrible, and Seattle actually, their defense has not looked that bad this year. I mean, maybe it's because they faced Chicago, maybe it's because they faced Denver, maybe it's because they faced uh, Dallas last week, which Dallas is terrible. Maybe it's just because Pete Carroll's actually that good of a coach. Who knows? But the problem with him being, like, I'll, he's not the first guy I'm going with at the range. We'll get to that guy soon, I'm sure. 
but it's absolutely worth going with because they're probably going to roll with him in the red zone almost every single time. So at least if they are putting up points, it's probably going to be through David Johnson. And yeah, 6.6K for quite possibly the best running back in the league is just silly in almost any single matchup. Talent only gets you so far. Opportunity is the most important thing, Bobby. Uh, is Johnson – I mean, he's only getting like 15 touches. I know there's been some games where he just haven't had the ball. Like, time of possession is important. The, the same argument I made for Fitzgerald is also true for Uh-oh. Him. Uh-oh. We got internet. What if they rededicate to him a little bit more? What if they needed more help with them? Um, does it happen again? Did I cut out? Yeah, you're good now. Yeah, Bobby, your, your internet – like the SAT, your internet uh, – This is what happens. I finally got home from my long, long day. Yeah, anyway. Um and this is what happened. Welcome home with bad internet, as usual. Um, all right. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Uh, I do think David Johnson is going to get more opportunities than bad matchups. What if the offense could find more? I think it's worth taking a shot at him this week for sure. I don't know how I rate him compared to everybody else because it's just been frustrating. But I think that there's still like a ton of upside, and it wouldn't surprise me if he ended up near the top of the running back boards uh, on Sunday. So I'm just going to keep playing him and some and Fitz and some and – I might get burned by it, by how bad their offense is, but I still think there's a lot of upside at these prices. So let's talk to the tight end. Uh, Grant, we mentioned the name before. Eric Ebron, he was chalky. Wait, are we not going to talk about the best running back play on the board? Oh, oh uh, Gio Bernard, is that the best, is that the best guy? Yeah, uh, Gio Bernard, a guy that catches the ball out of the backfield, a guy that's a never like – you don't like Geo? Oh, we got all, this is a bad take. Go ahead. All, I said we all like Geo. Okay, I thought you were dumb. But. All right, we, we said it off air though. We, should, we might as well say it in the pod too. Uh, yeah, Greg. So uh, you, you could jump and see who Atlanta has played the last two weeks. McCaffrey and uh, Kamara have given up what a total of thirty catches or twenty nine catches to those running backs. Granted, Geo is not necessarily the same guy, but uh, Geo is a third. You know, he's he's very confident, uh, very capable of catching the ball. He's their traditional third down guy and. This is all of the assumption that Mixon's not going to play again. This is Monday. We don't know just yet, but as of right now, it doesn't look like he's going to play. Uh, the price has adjusted for Gio Bernard, but it hasn't adjusted enough, especially if, you know, Atlanta's really weak as far as their linebackers. Or the way they scheme, it's my understanding. I, I didn't study the All-22, but they are very, very vulnerable to the running backs catching passes. And, you know, especially on DK where you get the full points, it, it seems like a lock and low, like an awesome floor play as far as your cash games and nothing else. Is that where you're at, Grant? Yeah, um, and tournaments and everything, and just play him. Uh, Atlanta's giving up thirty percent. They're they're already playing a bunch of plays in most of the last, or at least in the last two games. Um, they are giving up 36 percent of opponent run targets are going to the running back. Geo has seventeen on the year. At eight last week, he's heavily involved in the pass game, and he is going to absolutely crush this year because. Atlanta just can't seem to cover the running back and pass coverage. Uh, 6,300 is way too much considering you have an almost Christian McCaffrey-like floor this week. Man, they, they you know, uh, Carolina's on bye, obviously, but McCaffrey, they, we, we joked and like, yeah, McCaffrey's going to get 25 to 30 touches. Ha ha. He carried the ball 28 times last week, and that's just the carries, not including his catches. They How many catches did he out. end up having? I know halfway through the game he had zero targets. Is that true? Okay. I remember the carries were a ton. Now I'm curious. I'm going to pull it up because, uh, all right, McCaffrey had 28 carries and he had two catches. Okay. So 30 touches. That's, that's still like, – maybe because they're going into the bye week, I have no idea. But they certainly worked him a ton. Uh, we sort of mentioned his name in passing before and other the assumption that, uh, you know, Doyle is still out once again. 
Like Ebron was disappointing and frustrating and all that. He was still okay, and he got a fair amount of targets. I believe he had 11 last week. Uh, yeah, 11 targets, five catches for 11 yards, and three of them were targeted in the end zone. And, you know, he's bad at catching the ball in perfect weather, and it was drizzling and raining out there, so of course he's not going to catch the ball. Uh, he's got those old butterfingers, but the price is not fully adjusted, and, you know, it's kind of a crapshoot. I don't mind uh, Njoku uh, for, for Cleveland. I think he still has plenty of talent, and, you know, Ricky Seals-Jones at 2.9K is pretty respectable, but Bobby, like tight ends, unless you're spending all the way up, it's definitely a dark throw. Uh, I don't think it's such a dark throw. I think this is the – maybe this is going to sound dark throw, but, like, I think Trey Burton's going to have a, math, a monster week. If you see how open the middle of the field is against Tampa Bay, like, we saw what Pittsburgh – I don't know what they ended up with their tight ends, but it, I think Vance McDonald had 400 yards. <laughs> well, he got that stiff massive. arm. It, like, yeah, he just knocked out – he basically ended the guy's career. Um, no, but the, 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 the field was – it was all wide, wide open before that even. It's – that, that, with that, with that kind of possibility, I think Trey Burton. I look to more and more. You got a good offensive coach coming in. He's going to pick on them. Um, I like Trey Burton a lot, and I like. I think Jared Cook is going to be completely overlooked against the Cleveland team that might have looked better against the tight end than they actually are, considering they haven't faced a team that really plays with one. Um, I, I think this is a good spot for Cook at forty one hundred. I love them for tournaments. I'm not even thinking about anyone else except for maybe Gronk. Bobby, give me your give me your Ebron pivot. Uh, Grant, I'm sorry. Um, there's there's a lot. I mean, this is really early in the week. This is just preliminary stuff. But um, Dallas Joe Dirt, I believe, is his name. Joe Dirt. <laughs> I don't believe that's correct. <laughs> the G has a J sound to it, like like Jeffrey or Joffrey, like the Yogging. one true king. Um, yeah, he he had he was heavily involved in the game last week. They still don't have too many options. I mean, Matthew. I don't even can't remember if Matthew, Jordan Matthew actually did anything. I think I'm assuming Jeffrey's still going to be out, and this is largely contingent on. And yes, they still have Ertz, but even with Ertz getting ten targets, King 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 Joe Dirt, I'm not King Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt had seven of them. He still was heavily involved. Uh, I could see it being the case again. There's Charles Clay going up against Green Bay, who's giving up a ton of stuff to t- a ton of targets to tight ends this year. Burton uh, and Ebron. But, you nailed it, Bobby. Burton's a great play. We saw exactly what happened with Tampa Bay tonight. And then and I didn't even look into this. This was just very, very early on. Uh, I haven't looked into it too much, but just seeing what Jeff Swan did uh, against Seattle last week, getting seven targets there going up against De- Detroit. That's not great against tight end. They're about average, but he's only 2,600. And you don't, you don't find that cheap of tight ends that are actually viable too often. So I need to look into it more, but he could potentially be a guy that really gets involved this week. Wow. I did not think that uh, – who was that? Jeff Swan? Is he dropping the podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jeff, I, seven I targets last like week. I was not – Yeah, that's where they all like for a total of 10 yards. Relevant how many uh, – yards don't matter in fantasy. You know that. No, that's oh. absolutely not true. They completely – 47 <laughs> yards. So, uh, when you're getting a guy for 2,600, oh. I, don't, I don't care. And allows me to pay for Kamara, who's going to get 100 points. Yeah, and you mentioned Dallas. He, he actually had a big big game as well. And I don't know. It, I think it's dependent upon, like, if Sproles has to be out. Well, I understand it's not the same position, but I feel like he had a huge jump in his snaps. I was looking at that. I was on the PFF earlier, and I don't recall specifically, but I feel like he had a big jump as far as snaps in yeah, week two versus week three. And I think he needs some other parts being out. But like you said, assuming the scenario is the same, I guess he's in play, I suppose. 
Uh, I, I built a team, guys. You want to hear a team? You got to lay two players off. I don't, you, I'm not sure if you guys will be happy. This is, and it's still not a tournament team because I didn't correlate my quarterback, but this is just what I'm going to do as a cash game uh, off the top of my head and as the pot is going along. This is what I came up with. Uh, Watson at quarterback. Uh, Kamara at running back. He's really good, right? Kamara's pretty good. Uh, Gio Bernard, running back. Uh, we went cheap as far as receivers. Shepard, Fitzgerald, and Anunwa. You can tell I made this team. Uh, I left the tight end open. I left the defense open, and I put in David Johnson. And you got 3.5K left to play with. There you go. That's my first uh, lineup of the week. I'm sure you guys hate it because there's no correlation. Uh, I mean, I don't. I, I, so, what's, what's the score? Can I read my first one of the week? For, yeah. based on our I have Ryan Fitz. Uh, wait, no, that's not the right one. Um, no, I have Watson, uh, Gio Bernard, Carlos Hyde, DeAndre Hopkins, Allen Robinson, Shepard, Trey Burton, and then I'll leave the other two spots blank. Yeah, good call, leaving them blank. Hey, hey we got to stay corporate here, guys. we got to make sure we abide by the DK standards, uh, leave two spaces open. Uh, is there anything else that's kind of worth noting as far as uh, this week? Is there anything else you want to talk about before we dive in? Because, Bobby, we uh, this is an intervention, Bobby. We have to sit down and talk to you because Grant is very angry at you. Uh, you were a bad boy. You did not abide by the rules of the podcast. You did not tweet. You did not tweet your punishment last week. Oh, that was a, you know what happened? I, I mean, there was a good reason for it. Like it was really? I just you lost it the entire week. <laughs> I, could have, I could have been reminded if Grant would have reminded me, I would have done it. I just forgot. Yeah. That. Remember when I reminded you <laughs> when I, it was, when it was right after I had just tweeted about my friends. Yeah. And I it. said to do it the next day. Yeah. But I wasn't going to remember the next day. If you, the next day. You so if I have to remind it. you every single day. Oh gosh. Every time you've got to write it for me, son. So you lost last week, Bobby, and not to rub it in or anything, but you lost again this week. So Grant, like, how do we, what do we, is there, is there like a double tweet? What do we do to, you know, and also he's got to learn a lesson too, right? We can't just let it slide, I don't think. Yeah, um, so. Last week, I, I mean, the week one, uh, Grant, and I actually tweeted out, like, I said I sharded at a UPS hashtag, what can Brown do for you? Like, <laughs> Which is just uh, clever. And people were tweeting at me, like, dude, that's gross, and I got unfollowed. It was a whole thing, and I couldn't explain it. That's the rules of the podcast. I play along, and uh, if I if I had known, I can just yeah, get away. Yeah, this podcast has one message: it's that we don't want followers. We want people unfollowing us. No, I'm not. <laughs> uh, that's exactly exactly the mission accomplished. I think this the, the entire point of this podcast is to embarrass each other. That's the only thing you can do. Well, at least that's my whole goal. All right, well, come up with something for me to do, and I'll do it. Um, I'm thinking. You have to tweet a minimum of seven times this week. It doesn't matter what you tweet. Just Whoa. You have to, wait, no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not controlling your tweets. You should be tweeting seven times a week because we all want to hear your thoughts. But you have to hashtag each tweet with Grant's my daddy and then something about Dean. Ouch! I'm a bad boy. Maybe. No, this is like this is way worse than one tweet. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe if you well, would have done it on time, it wouldn't be a problem. Oh my goodness. Okay. Uh, Grant, do you have anything planned for him as far as uh, tweets, or can I come up with that through the week, or what? Um, I was just gonna—I I was going to make it harsh with something like Julio Jones is now the second best receiver on the Falcons. It's not even a question. His career is over with. He goes the same way as Tom Brady. Hashtag they're done. He goes the same way as Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, to add on to absurdity. But, yeah. I don't think. We'll, we'll definitely come up with something and make it work, but uh, 
Yeah, so Bobby, again, granted, Bobby doesn't t tweet. I guess you have to get on top of him to remind him. If not today, tomorrow, or the next you day. You don't have to get on top of me. You can just remind me. <laughs> okay. Well, he said he met you once. He doesn't want to be overbearing. He can be overbearing. Well, now you're just giving us conflicting views. By the way, guys, this might be the not part of the segment of the podcast. Well, who is shuffling papers right yeah, now? Yeah, what are you doing, Bobby? I'm sorry. I'm trying to get my notepad out for this weekend. You have a notepad? What are what? you, yeah, Bobby? I go, 97? I go, I, that's my first step of like, my process is to like write down notes, and I didn't have my notepad. Do you get out your Bible? Well, laptop has notes where I can write stuff on. That's what I do. No? What's that? I mean, I, I, I actually have a laptop where you can just pipe notes into. I know. Oh, I just, I want something less reliable. <laughs> I'm looking for, <laughs> for maximum um, inefficiency, and, sure. but more importantly, efficiency with how my brain works. It's just the so easiest. So you on your notepad in a, in a big font, write down, make sure to tweet. Must tweet this week. Can you write that down on your notepad? I, I, for, then I'll be spending the whole week looking for players named Must and Tweet. Why was I so <laughs> And don't forget to put down hash grants my daddy. Hash grants my daddy? Not even hashtag? Yeah. Just like a little That's hash symbol. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 I don't know if you know this. is 2018. We shorten words. You can't shorten <laughs> hashtags because hash actually means something else. Yeah, well, so well, do a lot of things. I don't know if people are realizing. Uh, we're done with our analysis. We gave, we powered through about 45 minutes or so of a straight DFS analysis. Uh, we also have, we, we haven't quite figured out what the recommending of, of uh, Bobby's going to be. We'll figure that out on the Twitter machine. I'm sure you guys will piece together what the tweet is actually uh, from the uh, podcast for sure. I guess, I guess the hash, hashtag, if you will, uh, Grant's my daddy. Uh, we'll kind of give it away. But Grant, one more thing before we do, before I step aside, we have to talk about our question of the week. Of course, this works if you answer this question. Much like if you heard from the beginning of the podcast, Grant asked what the best discontinued fast food was in all the world, and he decided, he was the decider of this one, that it's the Double Down. Which Yeah, we already went through this one. We haven't, we haven't given the new one. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, so the new one, for the people to answer in the, the comments section this week, what is it, Grant? Um, so, it's my favorite game to play in the world. Uh, just the best possible role for Danny DeVito. So you take any existing TV show, movie, or even just scene from any movie and replace Danny DeVito in there. To give you some just some some free material to figure it out, you can't use these, but it's like William Wallace's speech. Replace uh, William Wallace and make him Danny DeVito and have Danny DeVito give that speech and just think about it in your head. It's hilarious. Vin Diesel's speech to Paul Walker in Fast and the Furious about how he won. Uh, the, the gladiator opening scene. Replace Russell Crowe as Danny DeVito. The best possible use of Danny DeVito in any role throughout t cinema history. Well, now, just to clarify, are you saying scene or are you saying like you actual? Can do, you can do full-on movies. Uh, I can't. I don't want to take all the good ones, but I mean, any of those three guys I just mentioned. Imagine, imagine Danny DeVito as Gladiator. Just think about it's that. Like Bill Simmons game. Like, it, would this movie be better? Have you ever listened to the rewatchables? I don't think so. Yes, I've been meaning to, but I like the concept, but I haven't listened to it yet. It's terrific. I actually like it better than I like watching the movies when I'm driving. It's like all I listen to. But anyway, they <laughs> they have this thing at the end where they have you have to you have to answer who who's mo which uh, three of these three guys could have could have even made the movie better. It's Steve Buscemi, Danny Trejo, and uh, the other Ooh. one is 
uh wait who's the other one um come on dude the guy from oz i don't know i don't listen to the podcast but i like the guy from oz and, and boardwalk empire michael c that? is it That's michael c hall no, no, no. michael c hall john c yeah. riley no michael no, no michael. michael c hall is from dexter and uh no, he's no, from michael, uh, not michael c. Hall. Well. What's the guy's name? you're thinking of michael shannon Whatever. wait so you're saying they stole my idea because i came michael up with shannon. this like six years ago <laughs> well, I'm sure they didn't hear it, but uh, that, that is the biscuit. So, uh, how about the gimp? Yeah, Danny DeVito is the gimp uh, in Pulp Fiction. Top that. I mean, he already uh, did that when he did the couch. He already brought that up a disturbing number of times. It's because I have a gimp suit, Bobby. Wait, is okay, that well, what? Is that what inspired? I thought we talked about that off the air. Yeah, and that's a whole other conversation that uh, people. Don't, it's for a whole other podcast, I think, <laughs> explaining why you have a random gimp suit. Uh, lying around, but uh, Bobby, you give us a give us a parting thought, if you will. Uh, I just think this is a weird a weird week when things were starting to make a lot of sense. But I think that uh, you can go a lot of different ways this week, and you don't necessarily need a five man stack to win a giant GPP, which uh, I think you'll have to do more in general. And also, I think that we've got a pretty good base of information, and this should be a you know, week where you should start you know playing a little heavier. Brand, give me something. Um, Bobby, you need new internet. Uh, that's yeah, first off. Sure. And oh I can say God. that because I've had mine insulted for the last three years. Oh and now it's top notch here. Um, I just got home, man. I've been gone for two months. Today. Get that fiber or something, man. Hook it up. Well, splurge the extra 12 bucks a month. You can't use that excuse. You've been gone for like seven of the last eight months. Is that right? Raz. No. Um, you just caught Bobby a bit dope, I believe. But uh, great. You got anything else or are we getting out of here? Uh, pay, you can you can find value at tight end and wide receiver real easily this week. I uh, know that game stacking is more viable this year because of the rule changes. So game stacking is the way to go. And don't forget to play Dallas Joe Dirt. Well, that's not exactly how you say it, but fair enough. Uh, Dallas Joe Dirt. Uh, all right. Uh, again, hit up our comment section. Let us know. Give us an answer for the Dan DeVito. The best answer. Gifts are definitely encouraged. Best answer. Get you guys a nice, uh, sweet Rotor Runners t-shirt. With that, we're stepping aside. This was the absolutely early epic week for podcast. He's Grant. He's Bobby. I'm doing this. Listen, we're out of here. Oh. See you, kids.